Welcome to Fresh Off the Boat. This is our podcast series and this is my 34th recording in the last five days <laughs> with students I've known uh, over the last 20 years. And it's interesting that today's guest uh, is a twin I, of a person I'd interviewed uh, two days back. Uh, so I'm presenting uh, Shlok Sopti. He was a student I've known when he was in Sridham school pursuing his IB diploma and then chose to go to Rice University in Houston, Texas. Uh, it was a choice which I was very clear. It was a perfect school for you. I'd visited the campus, just loved the wife, loved the kids, loved the faculty and admin. So tell us more about Rice and what did you, uh, uh, since you've now graduated in 2019, having done a mechanical engineering major, what do you reflect about the early days at Rice and then how did that set the pace for everything that you did there? Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you so much, Arjun. Um, no, I think Rice has been amazing. And I remember coming to you and discussing my options with you. And to me, at that point, Rice was, I was definitely not clear about Rice. And for some reason, you were very confident about Rice. And now looking back, I think it makes complete sense about why you were so confident about uh, Rice being the best option for me. I think Rice in general, the whole environment at Rice, when you come in, uh, you just somehow sucked into this into their O-Week program, which is unlike any other, because as soon as you drive in, you have people shouting at you, you have, um, you have everyone knows everything about you. They know everything about your life, everything you've done. They've read your uh, roommate essays. They've read basically everything about you. And so you get in and you're suddenly just surrounded by like so many people. And so Rice, we have the system of uh, residential colleges, which is, um, which is like, um, I think you can compare it to like Harry Potter or something. And so th that is, you get assigned to a residential college when you get admitted. And then when you, in O week, you're, you basically get, basically get along and you meet all your new peers from, from your residential college. And that's actually the, one of the first few friends that you form at Rice. So I think that whole O week and that introduction is sets the tone for that, for freshman year, right? Because it's all, it's all like fun and partying and, and also academic, um, uh, orientation. So they, they basically guide you through classes. They teach you what classes to take and they basically help schedule your four-year plans. And this to me was very cool because a lot of my other friends from other universities, they were expected to decide their own schedules even before they landed on campus. To me, that's unimaginable. I would have no idea where to look. I would have no idea where to go. At Rice, they basically almost handhold you for the initial few days and they tell you they they basically schedule meetings for you with professors so you're very like at least initially you're very like well taken care of right and eventually they uh you start exploring more you start as you understand the campus more as you understand uh, yourself more i feel like you gradually start to explore beyond whatever you're told so that's pretty cool sounds like yeah sounds like such a welcoming place what mm -hmm. else do you think makes the rice experience unique I mean, looking back, like now you're currently pursuing a PhD uh, in mm -hmm. computer science. And of course, not yeah. many people know that Texas is uh, a state which uh, has so many uh, uh, companies, the FANG companies uh, and, and, and other tech companies who moved their offices and have almost like a second headquarter mm -hmm. <laughs> in Texas. So we'll, we'll get to know more about more about that and your PhD program. But uh, tell us a little bit more about your journey academically and otherwise, too. And what else? Well, so I, yeah, so I came in. I um, I came in. I had no idea when I, what, what I wanted to study. I started off as a math, as a math major. I, that's how I started off. 
and I, I remember freshman year, I took basically a lot of math classes and that's where I saw myself going. And then, I don't know, I feel like there was so many things to explore, so many more classes and like there were so many opportunities that I started off playing um, and considering mechanical engineering, which I think was a okay decision looking back. It could have, I mean, it's helped me, it's not helped me, it's it's a mix of both. But I, I feel like I, because the way Rice, the coursework is structured, you get a lot of freedom to pick and choose and you have at least somewhat you have some sort of leeway and it feels to me like rice system is working with you not against you and which it was a big deal to me right i felt like some schools uh at least talking to a lot of my peers who went to bigger schools and some state schools it felt like at times the system might be poised against you but i felt like rice it was working with you it was there to support you it was you always had help like if you didn't show up to class for like a week you would be at, you people would notice you would be found you would be like you would people would notice and you would have people at your door which i think was incredible and um i think it's this whole like because it's a small school it's because it's a small school i think it's a perfect size it's like the undergrad community is like 4000 um students and i think that's i think that's the sweet spot just because it's big enough that you sort of every name's heard of like it's small enough that every name's heard of, but it's big enough that you haven't you you cannot possibly know everyone. So you're still meeting people by the end of your um, undergrad career, but it's like it still feels sort of closely knit. That's that's good. So what are you trying to say is that even in making your academic choices, moving from math to mechanical mm -hmm. engineering, it wasn't like moving colleges within a large university and figuring out the genetic requirements for each Not college. at all, no, not yeah. at all. Nothing all right. is, it, at least yeah, at Rice, it doesn't seem like there is a clear distinction between majors. There really doesn't exist a clear distinction between majors. Like, uh, yeah, so that's the best part. It's very right. easy. And, to, then, and now it's amazing to see that from mechanical engineering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's been, also good to see that how you've now switched from mech engineering. Yeah, that was, yes. that was important. Enough CS in, in the program. I right. did not as and much as I wanted to. Do, but, yeah. Future pan out for you. <laughs> like how's, how how's does it what? pan right. out for you? Like as in, what is the PhD program going to be like? You've already started it, um, and yeah, I, what yeah. were what, what were you thinking when making that switch? So as a freshman, I could have never imagined. I'm sure you also couldn't have seen me pursuing a PhD. That was um, completely out of question. I never, I couldn't even. If you told me I was doing a PhD, I would have laughed at you. And this was never, never, honestly speaking, this was never something I would, I could imagine myself doing. Um, but I feel like looking back, I feel like a lot of the decisions I made have definitely influenced this. A lot of my interactions with Rice have shaped me, have somehow convinced me that this is like, I've found myself been excited about, about learning, about exploring and all this. And I've, I have to like the rice has definitely changed over the four years. I've um, changed my opinion about academia. I've changed my opinion about learning. And I came in as a mechanical, uh, I studied mechanical engineering at my undergrad. And I did explore sort of, I touched upon computer science, but not as much. But I met my advisor um, as an undergrad. And, um, and she was just incredible. She was nice enough to walk me through the rope. She was nice enough to introduce me to computer science. And she was the one who took the gamble in me. To, as a mechanical engineering student, 
being admitted to a CS PhD program. So that's been pretty incredible, and that's something I'm really grateful for. And I, I'm not sure if I could have gotten an experience like that at a college, not a rice. It's early days to choose a topic for your PhD as in research and everything else, but are you working or helping professors do something, their projects already? Or it's just academics right now? No, I've been researching. It's like, at least here, you were expected to research from like day one. Um, and yes, yeah, so I've been, I had published a paper last year. Uh, it got accepted in January. And I have a couple of other projects that I'm working on. I personally work on human-robot interaction. So I study how robots and humans can um, complete tasks in, in a shared autonomy setting. So you have a task and you have to have humans and robots both complete the task in a, in a setting. So that's my uh, area of expertise. So, so what would be a good example of that human-robot sort of interaction? Anything, and right? These are just programs. A... This could be a chatbot. It could be anything. It could be a chatbot, yes. The, 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 but as personally, I do work on like actual physical systems. So it's like uh, like planning for a physical system. But f so the most canonical example would be a Tesla, for example, right? You have a Tesla and a human. The machine and the human are driving together. They have a shared goal of driving safely. If how do you basically have make that happen? It's how do you transition between, how do you hand off controls to each other? How do you do that? And something even like like surgical robotics, right? You have humans and robots working together. So that's something humans, robots are not gonna, in my understanding, robots are, are not gonna replace humans. They're gonna be basically, they're gonna make humans more effective at what they do. And for that to happen, humans have to be able to uh, collaborate with robots. So having visited Rice, I've seen that there is obviously this huge medical center community, the Baylor Institute, many other research facilities. Uh, so a lot of the work, in, even in the computer science department, could be sort of in part. Absolutely, a lot of actually, yeah. yes, a lot of a lot of the, about half the computer science labs here are doing bioinformatic work, so computational biology biology work. And our lab also has does computational biology work. So they develop they apply robotics concepts to molecules. They model molecules as robots, and based on that, yeah. yes, it's very interesting. I I'm sorry, I don't understand all of it. To uh, yeah, of course, to speak yeah. for them, but. but Slightly it's, more than a layman, though. Uh, so, what is computational biology, and what do you like? And how do you so define computational it? biology okay. is using computational tools to understand um, things like drug development, things like um, uh, developing treatment plans, because drugs are basically molecules and they're geometric structures. So, understanding their interactions with other molecules and drugs—that's and using computational tools to do that can really significantly increase the, the pipeline of development of these drugs right now. Um, so the idea is that you use computational tools to, to basically speed up clinical development of these um, of these um, drugs and molecules. Great, great. So if you look, I'm going to switch gears a little bit and mm -hmm. talk more about you as a person. <laughs> so if you were to look at the wide-eyed uh, high schooler who went to college and now it's been five years or so. Uh, what are the three strengths you discovered in yourself in this journey? In myself? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think I discovered, I don't know if I can name three, but I'll try. Um, I think my work ethic is one of them. I feel like I have been, when needed, I have been able to sit down and block off things and just focus on what needs to be done. And I feel like that work ethic has helped me be where I am. That's definitely one of them. 
And I think the second one, which also partially stems from the first one, is the fact that I'm not scared of taking on more than I, um, more than I know at that point. Like a CS page, right? I feel like this was a big gamble, but somewhere in, within me, I knew that you know what, I'll take care of this. I'll figure it out. So I've not been afraid of just like making the leap and then having the faith in me that I will, I will follow it up. I will be able to figure it out. I remember when I took my first comp, uh, computer science class. It was this. Uh, it was Comp 450, which is like a higher level computer science class, right? And I hadn't taken a single Comp Sci class, right? And I was like, you know what? Um, let me just take the gamble. I'll figure it out. And the first day, they handed out forms to everyone uh, to assess how much people already come in uh, prerequisite knowledge with. And I, I'm telling you, Arjun, I had no idea about anything. I had they asked like I don't even remember like the basic questions. I had no idea what they were talking about. And I was like, you know what? I'll figure it out. And I just like, I was like, you know what? I know, I know, I know all of this. So that was a huge gamble. And I, I remember I went back that, that evening and I basically spent like the next entire week try, trying to learn like three years worth of computer science knowledge. And I mean, I sort of pulled it off. <laughs> that's, that's cool. That's cool. That's so, great to know. Um, I think great, great inspiration. Yeah, go ahead. And anything else? No, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's I think good. that's yeah. pretty much it. Sure, sure. And now I'll ask you a question about uh, the COVID era, like the one you know we're all living in. I don't know how what the state of shelter in place is like uh, in Houston, but uh, uh, if things went back to normal, what are the three things you are really itching to do, or something that you'd never done before you'd want to do? I don't know if there's something that I've never done before that I want to, but of course I miss, I miss the. The more the most boring things now. I feel like I miss my um, the drive to campus. I miss getting coffee in the morning from campus. I miss walking from my car to my office to my lab. I feel like I miss all these small things, and I just can't wait wait to get back to that boring lifestyle again. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so, anyways, the third question about again three things is mm -hmm. uh, uh, not three. Okay, maybe if you can only put one or two examples, it's anecdotes is fine. <laughs> Anything embarrassing, any mistake, any uh, failure that you want to reflect on in high school, in college, and what were the learnings uh, from those? Uh, I feel like when I came in, I came with with, with a mentality of, um, as I said, right? As I said before, I never imagined myself getting a PhD just because I came in with a mentality that um, university is a means to an end, which is a fair mentality, right? I always thought that which is fine. I can see why people have this mentality, right? I had this mentality. And I felt like, for me, university just meant getting that degree and getting a job that I hopefully like. Or just, It was just a means and it was something that I had to go through. And that's partially why, to me, uh, a PhD without a question. Because I couldn't have imagined doing this for another eight years, like another five years after school. And um, over my career, right, this was completely challenged. This uh, mentality that I came in with was challenged, and I, um, uh, I don't. Yeah, I feel like now I'm actually when I'm learning things, I'm learning because I want to know more about it. I'm genuinely curious about it, and this transition is, I feel like, the highlight of my career rise. But Fantastic. and again, something that I regret. I wish I had um, harbored this thing early on. So yeah, uh, extending that, I'm sure there are people, mentors, advisors, peers, seniors, uh, the residential life advice promotes such uh, uh, deep bonds. And even otherwise, influencers, authors, uh, who do you pick 
again, three, who would you pick uh, as people you follow or read about and want to know more about? I, uh, what do you mean at Rice or do you mean at? In general, it could be a Rice peer mentor or it could be even people you that I know look up to. Or... Yep, yep. That I look up to. I think it's hands down my advisor. I feel like she has had the most effect and the most impact on my career. I feel like I'm here because of her. She took gambles in me. She she uh, explained to me. She convinced to me that maybe a computer science is a better career option for me. And that and super late in my career when like no one would imagine get because no one really like getting a PhD from as a computer science from a completely different field without a master's is a somewhat a big deal to me and um and i feel like she was the one who convinced me she convinced she not can back convince convince is a big word but she taught me she based yeah she's basically guided me throughout this whole process and besides that i don't know i feel like i've definitely had a lot of friends i've had a friend um is uh and he's one of my closest friends till now and he comes from an entirely different background than i do like when i say entirely different single mother, 13 siblings, lived and raised on food stamps. And just to see someone like that uh, and to find things you relate on is is incredible. I feel like it's, yeah, it's a, like I would have n never imagined uh, someone like that being at Rice. I mean, now I can, but as a as a freshman, I this is, I couldn't have imagined. And I feel like I've, this is just like a few of them, but I feel like everyone I meet at Rice has some sort of a story. Well said. I think uh, those are the interactions that you remember, and of course, mm -hmm. those friendships last lifetimes. Uh, so, if uh, you were to look back as you're, you know, during your high school, not sure what's going to happen next, uh, the entire application process seems so confusing. Mm -hmm. You were new to an IB school, uh, there's so much awkwardness all around in those years, anyways. Uh, what message would you have to help high school students prepare for the college application process? And I think everyone should take it right? easy. I feel, I feel <laughs> like you should take it easy. Yes, I feel like I feel like you can't go wrong. Honestly, yeah. I feel like it really at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter if you go to X Y Z school or it. I mean, I feel like you'll have incredible experiences wherever you go. Right. And so it's about yeah. Believing in what I you think, yeah, believing and actually in enjoying the process, and actually, and sometimes like not being sure about it is fine. I feel like, yeah, I'd never even heard of rice. You know that I was so confused when you suggested rice was the. Uh, I before even apply, apply it. I had no idea what rice was. I yeah, and this is far from my dream, like dream school. And yeah, right. So, so there's one part about college exploration and choosing colleges. The other, of course, there's pressure from everyone around you yeah. that, okay, aspire, aspire, higher, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But then there's also the self-reflection and the essays. Uh, and of course, you know, working the system, getting to know everyone in school so that you mm -hmm. can get great recommendations. <laughs> what was it that you found uh, interesting or challenging in the process? About the whole uh, application yeah. process? Yeah. Oh, that was so much. I yeah, I'm just trying to imagine <laughs> all the essays. You, you, you blocked it out. I have memory. actually. I have. <laughs> yes, I feel like a lot of. I was actually. I found time a few weeks back. Actually, I found time to go back and read some of the essays, and it's very surprising <laughs> to me how much I've changed. Like I could not imagine myself writing an essay like that again, right now. If you ask me to, I feel like it's also. I don't know if you feel this way, but it's also. I feel like. 
a lot of what I wrote was pretty fake. <laughs> in the sense that, in the sense that, in the sense that I was portraying to be someone I really wasn't, because I knew that that's what everyone wanted to hear. Does that sort of make sense to you? I feel like yeah. that's a challenge. That was a challenge to me. And now, if if I was somehow teleported back and I had to do it all over again, I feel like I would put out the absolute truth. Yeah, I would try and generally put out the absolute vulnerable me out there. Absolutely, and I think great. Did you take, uh, of course, core and gen ed requirements at most schools of that size, 4,000, would be very fascinating, right? The human mm-hmm. uh, and the humanities and the social sciences and the literature and other mm-hmm. seminars. What were the other classes other than the STEM stuff mm-hmm. you did with change? Yeah, so rice, the way rice is structured, you have to take, um, we have like separate divisions. We have three divisions. And I think STEM is like D, division three or something. And you have to take D1 and D2 classes, right? You have to have basically a whole rounded um, portfolio of classes. And I took, um, I think, um, I took a lot of philosophy classes, actually. One of my my friend I just mentioned, right? He studied philosophy and he um, convinced me to sign up for a lot of philosophy classes. And I think that was very interesting because I never imagined philosophy was so mathematical in nature. And um, just to see that, that the similarities between philosophy and what I was studying at a higher level was pretty impressive. And I'm glad I took that because I feel like right now, the kind of stuff I work on, I still use reasoning arguments and how to structure my arguments from that class. So I feel like I'm glad I explored. I took psychology classes. I took, and even computer science. I was outside my own uh, major requirement. And I gambled and I was like, you know what? Let's try this course out. It sounds cool. And that was primarily what made me switch my career. Fantastic. So, uh, Shlok, it was so amazing to just reconnect and no, yeah, also follow your journey. I'm yeah. uh, delighted to have been able to just do this mm-hmm. impromptu with you today. Uh, what I also want to let you know is that we will be organizing a few webinars. It could be STEM or STEAM or whatever, some topics yeah. that even even understanding college fit. Uh, I will reach out to you. Uh, yeah, sure. Sounds good. And, and we'll figure out uh, how to schedule. Thank you again. Have a great Sounds day. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Arjun.